0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers and thieves. Welcome to the Boston podcast. My name is Dave. If you like our show, please follow us on Apple podcast or wherever you find your pods. And by the way, if you'd like your own podcast, kids, you could be recording right now in our Westwood mass studios or remotely from anywhere across our great planet. As long as you have that thing called the Internet. And you go to pod617.com to get started. It's so what we do. We produce shows here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. In pod, we trust this show. The Boston Podcast is the show where we tell the stories of your city through the voices of your city. We've got a great voice in the studio here today, live. She's already warned me that she has a loud voice so, I'm, I'm going to uh, just let me know when I need to pot the volume down, Mickey. But her name is Mickey Whitney. She is a, a loan officer with Charles Riverbank. She's a good friend. And, oh, the crowd is on their feet. Welcome.
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So far, your voice is very manageable. You haven't blown the speakers out or anything. You're not shy? Not at all. Okay, well, that's yeah. good. That's, I like people that aren't shy. So, the, my first question for you your, your first name is spelled M I C K E E. It's creative and uh, kind of, it's Mickey with like a a flourish and a flair. Is that your birth name? My birth
1: name is actually Michelle, but when I got my driver's license many moons ago, Mm. my dad, in an effort to keep tabs on me, Mm -hmm. got me a license plate, and the only one available for Mickey had the two E's on it. Oh, really? That's why I have it, yeah, and I've kept it all this time.
0: So he wanted to if he if you couldn't recognize the car he could always recognize the license plate. And he
1: right, just, I no uh, longer had the license plate, mind okay. you, but I still kept the.
0: That's TV. so funny, and yeah. so then people just started calling you Mickey.
1: No, actually, people called me Mickey before that. Oh, since I was a oh, but girl. the oh
0: the spelling is the thing that was the unique spelling, to the. Right. Okay, I you gotcha. right.
1: Before it was EY, you know M O U S E.
0: Why? Because <laughs> we like you. So. You are you loan money to people, and that's how much I know about the uh, finance. Even though I used to be in finance, now tell us what tell us what business has been like over the past year. So we're going to talk to Mickey about what she does. We're going to play a round of burning questions, and we're going to play a round of good stuff. So lots of fun stuff coming up. But I want to get the basics out of the way. Tell us uh, tell us what business has been like post COVID. Hopefully it's post COVID. I don't know. Actually, it's been a roller coaster,
1: and it's uh, we're kind of on the downswing as far as rates go for people Um, Mm -hmm. mortgage rates are much much higher than they had been for quite some time Mm -hmm. which is a downswing for me in my business however um there's a lot of changes in the real estate market which affects my job because i'm a residential lender Mm -hmm. so i lend money to folks looking to purchase refinance or draw equity out of their home
0: okay so is that a is that a reverse mortgage No, no. It's it's (laughs) it's, so you're you're, people who want to refinance their home, right? So you get them hopefully more favorable rate than they have prior that kind of thing. Okay, or
1: or cash out, um, you know, get them more money than they originally owe. Okay. So most people aren't going to want to do that right now because they probably refinanced over a year ago at a much favorable rate. So now a lot of people are getting home equity lines of credit or home make home. Equity loans, which are a second mortgage in addition to their first mortgage.
0: Okay, you get one good mortgage deserves another, right? That's right. Uh, Sometimes, (laughs) tell me, let's back up. Where did you grow up? I have a feeling you're somewhere around here.
1: Well, I grew up until I was 11 year old. 11 years old, yes, Mm -hmm. in the city of Waltham.
0: Okay. Which
1: uh, my family had ties to. My parents were both born there. Mm -hmm. And then, at the tender age of 11, I moved to Natick, Massachusetts.
0: Fancy yes well was natick always fancy though not at all (laughs) (laughs) i i grew up in sharon and it's known as a relatively tony town a relatively upscale town but when i grew up i just remember there was people laugh at me there was like a a rough side of the of the (laughs) track rough side of the tracks to mix a metaphor but no there were kids there were kids that i was always afraid they were going to beat me up and now Sharon is like the United Nations. It, it's all cultures and creeds, which is wonderful. But it's it's just a nice Natick. Used to be Natick. Now is they're a beautiful. You know, it is we're, lovely. We're it's a lovely affluent town. Areas we still
1: and, have family there, uh-huh. and it is a more affluent area. And it, the draw there is you have a exit on the Mass Pike. Mm-hmm. two train stations into Boston, mm-hmm. so a lot of commuters are there. But it was always a very sports-minded town, and it still
0: is. Well, they, na- they named streets after the Fluties, right? <laughs> I remember that.
1: Yes, they did, actually. Yes. He graduated with my brother. Oh, um, is that right? Yeah, oh, that's fine. yeah, yeah. There's a, This is a, a lot of sports history. That sure. They actually called themselves the home of champions. Which many towns do, but I think they're yeah, actually bro- they actually are. And could- when I graduated from high school, the year I graduated, they won the Super Bowl. Oh, is high that right? school Super Bowl, yes.
0: Yeah, Natick still is a powerhouse in high school football, right? Aren't they so- I don't really follow yeah, it. I don't really know either, media, but yeah. <laughs> but certainly used to be. Yeah, they'll get a f- they'll they might get a literal fight from Brockton as to the title of C- C- <laughs> city, city of champions. Of champions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, different sports. Like, so tell us why you like what you do. I, Presuming I have, you
1: do. I have a background in accounting, so I. Actually, I tell people I got my job at a Yankee swap. I met—I <laughs> was at a neighborhood Yankee swap and uh, vice president of the bank had mentioned, geez, why don't, why don't you come to work for me? And I was like, doing what? She said, well, we're looking for a loan originator, someone who can go out in the community and drum up business for the bank. I had no idea what she was talking about, right. had No, no, yep. no experience in banking, but. I said, you know what? I'll give it a try. And I've been there for 18, uh, going on 19 years now. So it is, I love my job because when you help people to either purchase their home or put them in a better financial position than they're already in, it's rewarding, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's great that I get to meet a lot of people. I just enjoy what I do.
0: People ever send you the photos of them standing in front of the house with (laughs) with the sign?
1: They do. They do? They they send me cards thanking me. when. I know that when I went to get a mortgage many times, actually, um, in purchasing homes or refinancing homes, I always felt like, oh, geez, I have to go to the bank with my hat in my hand and ask for money. Mm. And it's so different. It's okay. so different where we are. You know, We like to say we're a very unique bank and that we care. And I think a lot of banks care. But I think for us, it's more that we like to build the relationships with people. Mm. Mm-hmm. and we care. We care about them, but we care about their financial future, and we try very hard to be helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. Is is there a stigma among some around the concept of debt? Like, are there some people that still think all debt is bad? You know what I'm saying? There are. There are <laughs> a lot of
1: people say, oh, and then there's the other side of the spectrum that says, hey, you know, um, don't use your money, borrow someone else's if it's, yeah. you know, if it's beneficial. So, I think that ultimately, as you grow older, you want to eliminate debt because you'll be eventually at a fixed income. Mm -hmm. But the reality is most people live in a home for six, maybe six years before they either refinance or sell. So having financial freedom is more the gain, I guess, Mm -hmm. for most people. And it doesn't necessarily mean not having debt.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, once you really become a, a grown up, you start to learn that debt is is probably going to be part of your life one way or another, and it, it it can be your friend just as much as it can be your enemy. I think we all, most of us, wish we had less debt. I wish I didn't have the credit card debt that I have right now. That's bad debt. I would suggest that's bad debt. That's yes. bad debt that's because the rate is horrible. Rate. Yes, yeah. I'm working on that, but but like when I was a training in Bernstein, for you know, I spent. Five and a half years in finance, and then moved along. But it was just a eureka moment when it was—it's as simple as this. If you have a uh, hundred thousand dollars in the in the bank and earning a certain rate, and if you could, if you can borrow a hundred thousand dollars and you're only paying, so, sorry. That I used to know this. Now I forgot it. Yeah. You see, so <laughs> let, if I borrow a hundred thousand dollars from you, and you give me a a, a great let's just go to fantasy land and say the rate the interest rate is five percent, right? And then you invest that money, and you invest it in a diversified portfolio, and over time, you'll get then six and a half seven percent return. So you're winning. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that simple, right?
1: That's the plan. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I work a lot with financial advisors mm-hmm. who will advise people that what their options are. And I, I don't pretend to be a financial advisor at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes I will discuss with people in our in, initial conversations that they should consult with their financial advisor to find out the best plan or course of action. I can tell them what, what will happen with each one of our products and what type of position it puts them in for that product. But for the whole overall financial picture. They should really have a financial advisor.
0: Right. So you you work in tandem a lot of times with the financial advisor. And and that that financial advisor could be at Charles River Bank or elsewhere, right? right? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So give us an idea of who the, when when should people call you? Like I got a client that X, when is that moment they said, oh, I should call, you you should call Mickey because she'll take care of that for you.
1: Well, home buyers actually. Someone who's in the market for purchasing a home, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to have an audience with a real estate professional mm-hmm. unless you have a pre-approval letter, and that's that's almost a given now. And a lot of times, I tell people, even if you're considering it in the future, you want to have all your ducks in a row. So mm-hmm. maybe applying for a pre-qualification letter in advance will will give you an idea of what you'd be up against. I hate to say up against, so yeah. but would you be looking at okay. in the future?
0: For a first-time homeowner, they're going to want to know pretty soon if the purchase price is X. What does that mean? My monthly mortgage payments are going to be. Do, do they? Do you help them answer those questions, or does the, does the realtor or?
1: No, absolutely, I help them because realtors aren't really a lot of realtors are very good at that, but they may not know of special projects that there are a few really nice programs which allow for down payment assistance grant monies, different mortgage programs out there that help with the initial down payment.
0: Was there a moment in your career when you said, this is cool, this is why I do this? Like, can you remember a particular client, not by name, of course, but a particular client that you kind of turned their whole situation around?
1: Oh, my gosh. There are so many. I mean, I've been in it 18 years. Yeah.
0: You started when you were... Twelve years old,
1: right? Oh, you're so kind.
0: <laughs> we should point out Mickey and I are in a, a networking group together that that you all should know about. What's it called again? The Blue Hills <laughs> Blue Hills Business. Oh my God, what is it called?
1: Blue Hills Business Group.
0: Group, right? Yeah. I should know that. I'm the social chairman. But but we should. It's note to people that if you're looking for sort of any kind of professional in the in the Canton or the Greater Canton area, if that's a thing. Blue Hills Business Group, it's BlueHillBG.com, BlueHillBG.com. And uh, we've got such a good group. And like, I mean, I'm weird. I produce podcasts. That's not a typical member of a a networking group, but I do help companies market what they do. So it fits in sometimes we share clients, but you enjoy the group, right?
1: Absolutely. You're one of the stars. Oh, gee, thanks.
0: We're going to play a round of uh, good stuff where both Mickey and I will recommend something good. And I can tell you, these are both good really good things that you're going to hear about and that you're probably going to want to watch the next time you binge something, which is probably very soon. Let's face it. it this is our society now. It, this is all we do is watch TV. But at least TV is really good. I think we got into the habit during COVID of just having a you kind know, of regular pattern of sitting in front of the couch and watching TV, which I say is good. Sometimes you have to watch more TV, provided it's good. You did can, you actually, find yourself watching more during the pandemic? I did. Yeah. Um
1: actually you can stand in front of your, on your treadmill. And That's TV true. TV too. That's a, a good point. Sit, but
0: yeah. That's right. <laughs> you can also go outside and, and run on a track and listen to uh, podcasts. Let's not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Got to constantly be selling that stuff. Before we do that, let's play a quick round of Burning Questions with Mickey, which she's completely unprepared for, so it'll be fun. Just one more thing. I have a riddle for you. Answer the question. All right, this is a special would you rather edition of Burning Questions? Again, Mickey's completely unprepared, so cut her some slack, people. <laughs> Mickey, would you rather win a Nobel Prize or an Oscar?
1: Nobel Prize.
0: See, because you're more cultured and, and classy than I am. I think I would want the Oscar. But why? Because uh, it will give you a good feeling about helping mankind, that sort of thing? Uh,
1: yeah, and it's more prestigious, I think, than a, I guess it is. An Oscar. Oscar's almost like, oh, I'm really good at pretending to be someone that's not. <laughs>
0: Also, they give out a ton of Oscars, and there are a ton of people we've never even heard of that have Oscars, so it's not as big a deal. Let's see. Would you rather have no sense of taste or be colorblind? <laughs> it's a weird question. I didn't write it. Sorry.
1: No sense of taste.
0: Really? Yeah. Because I'm colorblind, and I can tell you, it's not. although I'm not severely colorblind, but I have trouble with like reds and pinks and things like that. But so th- so colors are important to you is what you're saying,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, I I like I, I guess I'm more of a visual person. Like mm. I like to see pretty things, sure. and you know pretty <laughs> things have color. And yep. the other thing is taste can tend to encourage overindulgence in food.
0: That's so, true. Yeah. So it would, there would be an upside to that. Yep. Now have if if I may ask, have you had COVID? I have. Yeah. So have I? Did you lose your uh, taste? No. I lost it for a couple of days and it was the weirdest thing it was the it was it was weird because i didn't even notice it at first until after a meal or two i'm like something's weird here and i think the reason i didn't notice it is the i think your other senses like overcompensate so it's like you you cuz you can feel the texture of everything so it feels like you're eating a peanut butter sandwich and so your brain says yes this is peanut butter so you think you're tasting it but you're not really weird interesting would you rather be reincarnated as an animal or a human again a human again okay what if you could be reincarnated as uh would you want to be somebody famous i guess it doesn't work that way you could be but
1: yeah i just would be afraid that i'd be you know, reincarnated. If it was an animal, I'd be afraid that it would be like an insect that's on step on or <laughs> yes. or something mean like a gorilla that would like take people's face off. I don't know. I
0: well, Maybe you I, could be a nice gorilla. I,
1: yeah, I could be, but I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I'd rather be a, a person. Like, I feel like you have a little bit more control over a person than you would if you were an animal.
0: In yeah, space, I guess you know? so. Yeah, that would be a bummer if you got reincarnated as an ant and then you start yeah. walking across the kitchen floor and somebody steps on you and yeah. that's the end of that.
1: Sweeps you right up.
0: Yep. Would you rather have uh, dinner with Hemingway or Stephen King? The question actually says token, but I changed it to Stephen oh, King. Geez. Ernest Hemingway or Stephen King?
1: Stephen King. I, I, you know, stuff is just too creepy. I think <laughs> it would have to be Hemingway.
0: Yeah, he he is a creepy guy. Can, you can kind of see where the horror so comes from. Can it's
1: with someone that's a little bit more, like, happy? I mean, uh, Hemingway was, like,
0: I'll, I'll invent my own question. Would you rather have dinner with Frank Sinatra or Elvis Presley? Uh, in, they're alive in this hypothetical. I guess it'd have to be Sinatra. Yeah? Are you um, a Frank fan? Kind of?
1: Yeah, I am. I mean, I married two Italians, so I guess I'm kind of, <laughs> like, into that. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Interesting. Okay. And, and you're not Italian by blood. I'm not. Are well,
1: actually, I am. I have a, like a teeny tiny bit of Italian from my father's mother's side.
0: See, there's something fun in life about being a, a mutt like myself. I think I the product of mom raised Irish Catholic and a dad raised Jewish. My mom. The reason I phrased it that way is my my mom converted, so she technically was Jewish before I was born. But and then I got so. But I got you know this side of the family that's Christmas. This side's Hanukkah. And it's kind of cool. And then my aunt married an Italian guy, and he's he's a wonderful uncle. And so, did, did, with the so holidays over the years must have been kind of a uh, fun melting pot for you as well, sort of. Actually, fabulous. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
1: And my my first husband grew up in the north end of Boston, and I think he was an only child of two um, Italian parents that came right over. So very much cultural Italian food and superstitions and all the everything. Right. And my mom's side, my mom's side of the family was. Like yourself, uh, mm. Irish Catholic. Oh, okay, but they—my dad's side was English, um, and he was disowned by his family for marrying a Catholic.
0: Really? So
1: yeah. So, but they have the English, Irish, French Canadians. Yeah. And you know, my my grandmother, my grandmother's family was. She actually, her parents met on the boat on the way over because he was the ship's doctor and she got sick. Mm. How amazing is that? So wow. he was from France. She was from Italy. So there's a whole lot of different stuff that's so going cool. on. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess I, I, I think some of it gets lost though. I mean, some of the cultural aspects of foods and traditions, or whatever gets lost when you have too many things. But <laughs> that's my, true. yeah, my husband's side definitely stayed into And some good
0: cooks in the family. Great cooks in yeah. the family, great yeah. bakers on
1: the the Italian and French side, and yeah. great cooks on the Italian side. So my kids have benefited from all of it. So and that's
0: pretty yeah. Great. See, I've yeah. benefited for years from my my uncle Chris Spinazzola. Comes from a background of restaurateurs and everything, and he's he's always cooking when we show up to a big thing, which we needed that because the I'm Irish Jewish. I'm Gyrish Gir- and as comedian Dennis Leary says, is the the Jews and the Italians have a lot in common. You get the uh, excuse me. Jews and Irish have a lot in common. You get the guilt. You get the bad food. So if you are Jewish, you are basically a bottle of Jameson's away from being Irish, anyway. And uh, he's right. Other than ball soup, we don't in kinnishes. We don't have a lot to. And then the Irish, of course, we got the corned beef and cabbage. But that's why you need the you need to hang around some Italians here. I'll ask you one last question then. Your ultimate meal. Sometimes people say the last meal before you die, but I don't. That's kind of negative. So what's your ultimate meal?
1: Geez. Well, one of my favorites, and I have to give a shout out to Alicante restaurant over in Menden. They're great. Mm. They make a fabulous, fabulous dish. And it's it's very similar to what they call veal Um mm-hmm. but they don't call it that. They call it something else. <laughs> okay. fabulous. it's fabulous. Yep. That's my favorite.
0: What's the name of the restaurant? i oh. Alcante. Alcante. Yeah.
1: Alic- Alicante, Alicante, Mediterranean restaurant.
0: It's wonderful. Oh, it's oh, so Mediterranean. Oh, now I'm curious. Now I'm trying to look it up. And Alcante, the menu. Let's see here. Is this a is this a uh, temporary dinner menu? What's going on here? I don't know what they Well, wow, this is there's some exotic stuff on this. Yeah. Um,
1: great
0: stuff there. What's the main ingredient of the dish you're talking about?
1: It's called tenera lemon, I think. Is lemon. Oh, here it is. Temera tenera lemon. Lemon.
0: limon. Pravi, pravimi veal, egg wash, sautéed with lemon and white wine cappellini. Wow, that sounds good. Now I'm hungry. I haven't That's had great. lunch yet. All right, well, let's <laughs> let's get to a round of good stuff before we go. Mickey and I are both going to recommend something cool for you to check out soon. Before we do that, let me take just one minute to remind you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. It's pod617.com. It's where you should go if you want your own podcast. Why would you want that? Well, you could be the next big podcast star. It's also a very cool way to connect With your network, you can make it part of your networking and marketing plan for your your business or your practice or whatever you do. You want to connect with an audience. You invite these people to appear on your show, and they're amazed at the quality with which we put the show together. Then they get a nice takeaway. They get to tell their whole audience about their experience on your show, and you're kind of promoting each other, and it's just success all the way around. Go to pod617.com to get started. The Boston Podcast Network and Pod We Trust. All right, enough of that. Let's play good stuff. that's the good stuff. Well, I am a child of television, for better or for worse. And Mickey has not only a, a cool thing to recommend, but a kind of cool connection to this show. So tell us about it, please, Mickey.
1: Well, Arcane, is uh, they actually just won. It's a, an animated streaming show, actually, right. on Netflix. But Arcane just won Outstanding Emmy mm-hmm. for uh, Outstanding Animated Television Show. The co-producers, actually one of Alex G, is a... I love Medway High School, class of 2001, and a good friend of my son. So cool. So it was really cool. I watched Alex grow up. Was a great kid, great family, and he's worked really, really hard. His Arcane is actually a program that sort of started out of Riot Games. Riot Games is a Mm -hmm. maker of video games, Mm -hmm. and Alex has been with Riot Games for many, many years and has worked on this project for over six years. So amazing guy, amazing writer, amazing and very talented um, guy. He went to Emerson College right out of high school cool. and uh, moved out to
0: LA. Now, it's, it's we have the trailer here, but it, it looks like it's it, it's in the, is it in the anime style of, no? Is it yeah, in English? Let it, me ask you that. It is in it Oh, it's in English. English. Okay, yes, so is. we'll yes, we'll is. listen to a little bit of the trailer of Arcane.
1: When I was a kid, me and my sister, we played a game where we pretended to chase monsters away. monster's gonna get you, and I'm here. Then a real monster showed up. I have to find her.
0: The animation is very detailed, very the cool. It's growing smaller every day. Up
1: there on the surface, the top side is leaving the undercity further behind. I believe i've discovered something incredible a way to harness magic through science you don't understand what's at stake power doesn't come to those who are born strongest it comes to those
0: who will do anything to achieve it oh kind of got the chills the bad guy looks really bad and there's like characters that are like Disfigured and, and it's arcane. I had to ask because I wasn't sure. The the word arcane, A-R-C-A-N-E, on Netflix. Jeez, that's a good one. And it's always cool when you know somebody. Like, I know one person that's one. Well, maybe I know more. I don't know if I really racked my brain. But I went to summer camp with this guy named Eric Drysdale. He, he went into comedy writing. And for years, I didn't know if he made it or not. And then... I see him on the stage at the Emmys, like behind Stephen Colbert and a bunch of other writers, and he was writing on the Colbert Report at the time. And I was like, I, I know that guy. He's got an Emmy. What the hell? I want one. Maybe yeah. I need to do something in television in order for that to well, I was
1: pretty excited to yeah. see that Alex Yee had received an Emmy Award for all of his hard work. And Very cool. Yeah, just a creative guy. I just love him.
0: Yeah. I'm going to recommend also something on Netflix, so don't change that dial. This is a documentary that I believe just posted recently. It's one of those true crime docs, but you'll have to trust me. It's a real good one, and it's called Sins of Our Mother. And We'll listen to a little of the trailer of that. How are you, Papa? I'm not good, Mom. Are you sorry? Are you sorry for me, or are you sorry for my siblings?
1: I would have never thought you would have
0: ever done something like this what is it that you think that I've done Mr. Simmons? bring me a dream that's creepy (laughs) we did have a
1: wonderful family before this happened Oh,
0: hello My mom has spent her whole life protecting us kids. Being a good mom is very important to me and a good wife. Honestly, Lori and Charles looked like they had the ideal marriage. But her beliefs
1: had become a lot more extreme. After she met Chad Daybell, she changed. Who the hell is Chad Daybell?
0: We can prepare
1: ourselves to survive through these trials. Chad Daybell believes... There will be an apocalypse. The people that are righteous survive and that he can distinguish
0: evil spirits from good spirits. I fought in this war for millennia. Two detectives come and knock on the door. Is Tylee or JJ here? And I was like, Tylee, my sister? I call. All right, I don't want to give the whole thing away in the trailer Um, because now you may remember this case, people. I don't know. I didn't. I think it was in Idaho. Doesn't matter. But it was It was recently, and in fact, there are elements of this case that are still Pending. I always like that when you watch a documentary, and then you see the little words at the end which update you. <laughs> and then I always run to Wikipedia and say, "Well, what happened to them now?" So you probably got a taste of it from the trailer. This guy, this guy Chad Daybell was and is just a whack job and believes there's an apocalypse and believes that certain people are zombies and certain people aren't, even though they appear to be regular people. They're actually zombies, and we have to kill them. And the woman. Is it Tammy, I guess? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, the main sort of character in this documentary, she falls under his spell, and then sides are taken in the family, and... You won't, I won't even want to tell you what, I mean, if you follow the news, what she was accused of, but I'll kind of leave it vague because it's, it's a great doc. Do you like these things, Mickey, the crime documentation?
1: My husband is a big fan. He watches all of those. Yep. Oh my God, what are you doing? Keeping keeping tabs on this stuff so that you can offer me someday. I'm all <laughs> scary about it. But this one, actually, I know the story. I, oh, you I do? I watch okay. the news and yeah, it's, it's, it's. Been on other television yeah, shows, not necessarily crime shows, but yeah, it's it's pretty twisted to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, it is um and it's it's sad and it's, it's and you sad. just shake your head and you say, How could people have broken from reality? Because on the surface you heard clips of her talking. She sounds like a normal person. She sounds like and you heard her son saying, like, Mom, what the hell happened? Yeah. And again, I won't you can guess what happens. It's things end very badly for certain members of the family. And this documentary, I'll say this, it's I get picky now because because we've got so much good TV I get picky about it. I don't want to waste my time on something that is well done. This one has like actual phone conversations and like footage from like the, the cop who wears the the camera on their I don't want to think body cam, right? And so and there are no like silly reenactments using actors or anything, right, which is right. always that could be a mixed a mixed bag. So Sins of the Mother on Netflix. It's three separate episodes. I, I think I watched them all in one night because it was that good. So thumbs up there. So, Mickey, we're up against the clock. I told you we'd go about 25 minutes. We've gone way over that, but we were having fun. Did you uh, have a good time? I did,
1: absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Can you please tell our listeners where they can best get in touch with you, find out more about what you do?
1: Yep. Well, com is our website. Um, they can reach me at mwhitney at com. And I am available nights, weekends, anytime. Um, I'm kind of glued to my cell phone, like most people who lend money these days. And yeah, anytime.
0: Very cool. Remember, it's Mickey with two E's at the end. That's your trademark. Thank you for for listening to the the Boston Podcast. If you like this show, I have to cough. Excuse me, listeners. (coughs) It's not COVID. I already had it. I'm fine. Just clearing my throat. To be clear, thank you for listening to our show. If you like the show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your shows. And go to pod617.com if you'd like your own show. On behalf of Mickey with two E's, Whitney at Charles Riverbank, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody.